a discussion with Air Force Times editor and senior reporter Rachel Cohen about how some airmen say Air Force policies intended to make it easier to leave the military because of childbirth are backfiring on those who need it most. Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning, we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. The Air Force argues its separation policies are designed to offer families flexibility and can boost recruitment and retention. But airmen say erratic implementation of those rules has forced problems. I'm your host, Jonathan Lairfeld. Today is November 20th, 2023. Hey, Rachel. So what can you tell us about the Air Force policy that allows troops to leave early due to childbirth? How does it work and how long has that policy been in place? Yeah, so this is part of a bigger effort to implement sort of family-friendly policies, make military regs, you know, a little more lenient when it comes to growing families, starting families, and, you know, just the difficulty of being in uniform and having kids, right? You know, being, being working parents. So back in 2017, they started sort of making these roles more flexible. And then in 2022, they rolled out a new policy that says, you know, if you are either parent of a newborn or you've newly adopted a child, you can take the first year after that child comes in the picture. So either after they're born or they arrive you know, in your home, you have that year to figure out if this is sustainable for you. And then you can apply and you go through the the approval process. So basically they, they put it in place, one, as a, as a measure for retention, right? If you're largely, largely for women, but it can apply to anybody. You know, if you're thinking ahead about future family planning and you're saying, well, you know, my military service might not be compatible with having kids, so I should just get out now or I shouldn't join the military at all. This really is aimed at sort of assuaging those fears so that people know, hey, if I do have a kid and I decide that it doesn't really work for me, there is an emergency escape button, basically. So what are officers saying about how that actually works in practice? Yeah, so in in practice, people say it's it's not it's not panning out the way that they thought. There's people that saw it kind of as a sure thing. You know, they said, oh, this policy exists, you know, you can apply for it. And they assumed that the Air Force would be more lenient than what it sounds like they've they've been. It's a little hard to tell because the Air Force doesn't track disapprovals. It only tracks the people that get approved. But if you look at the breakdown between officers and enlisted, so officers make up 20% of the active duty Air Force and Space Force, but they're only 5% of the people that have approved separations. So on the enlisted side, you might be a lot more likely to get your application approved, but officers feel like they're being shortchanged because of the roles that they play, because they're in command, because they do things like fly fighter jets, for example. And so it's really, they say it's it's rockier in practice than it is in theory. How many pregnancy separations get approved per year by the Air Force? Yeah, so it's, it's several hundred a year. This past year in fiscal 23, 658 people across the Air Force and Space Force got separations approved either before a kid was born or after. 
And that's been pretty steady. It's grown certainly since 2017 when these policies started getting looser. But, you know, like I said, the vast majority of those are on the enlisted side and then a few dozen per year on the officer side. So it's it's really a very small portion of the overall force, less than 1%, but it matters a lot to the people that are seeking them. Does this apply to airmen who are not the individuals actually giving birth? It does. So if you and your spouse both serve in the Air Force or the Space Force, so if you if you fall under the Department of the Air Force, you both qualify for this. So after a kid is born, you know, maybe one parent thinks that it's more feasible for them to stay in uniform, but the other one doesn't, you know, doesn't always have to be the female service member. So it is theoretically open to anybody that wants it. Who do airmen ask for a separation under this policy? And what if it's denied? Yeah, so there's two different paths, one for officers and one for enlisted. So first goes to your squadron commander, and then it goes to your wing commander for approval. And then if you're an officer, it also has to be approved by the Air Force Personnel Center and the Air Force Headquarters level personnel council. So lots of lots of hurdles that you have to jump over, lots of people that, that end up having to agree to all get to yes. If it's denied, you can reapply as many times as you can within the time period that's allotted. So if you're applying before the baby is born, obviously you have those nine months. If you apply after, you have that year within, within a year of their arrival. And theoretically, that means you can apply multiple times, but often the approval process takes, you know, weeks or months. So you might be able to get another one in, you might be able to get a few in. It, it kind of just depends on the person and the timing of, of everything. Is the Air Force considering future reforms? Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, Joanne Bass, I reached out to her because some of these airmen said that they had met with her to talk about this. So she said that the Air Force is looking at its options to kind of make more of a, you know, revolving door, if you will, between civilian life and military life. So that if you, you know, have a child or you have other sorts of family difficulties, you know, if you need to go take care of a parent or something like that, to, to make it a little easier for people to kind of go in and out without having the door shut behind them, right? And so that can benefit the Air Force because it could keep more people around in their pocket or to know that people will come back eventually. And it could also give people more flexibility to handle potentially unexpected large life changes, right? So they haven't said if they would look at changing the childbirth separation policy specifically, but I think there's it's part of a larger conversation around how to make how to make military service compatible with today's families. That's it for us this morning. To get more of the top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com EBB to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at military times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted by me, Jonathan Lairfeld, and today produced by our video team. If you liked our conversation today, be sure to check out Rachel's story at airforcetimes.com. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Gruse. Have a great day.